Our scripture reading this morning is from the Gospel of Luke in the first chapter, starting at verse 26. I'm going to be reading from the Common English Bible version. It may be a little bit different from the screen. When Elizabeth was six months pregnant, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a city in Galilee, to a virgin who was engaged to a man, Joseph, a descendant of David's house. The virgin's name was Mary. When the angel came to her, he said, Rejoice, favored one, the Lord is with you. And she was confused by these words and wondered what kind of greeting these might be. The angel said, Don't be afraid, Mary. God is honoring you. Look, you will conceive and give birth to a son. You will name him Jesus. He will be the great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of David, his father. He will rule over Jacob's house forever, and there will be no end to his kingdom. Then Mary said to the angel, How will this happen since I haven't had sexual relations with, my, with a man? The angel replied, The Holy Spirit will come over you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the one who is to be born will be holy. He will be called God's son. Look, even in her old age, your relative Elizabeth has conceived a son. This woman who was labeled unable to conceive is now six months pregnant. Nothing is impossible for God. Then Mary said, I am the Lord's servant. Let it be with me, just as you have said. Then the angel left her. This is the word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. God, we give you thanks in this Christmas, uh, Christmas Eve morning that we come and, and uh, we want to hear your word. We want to hear what you have to tell us this morning. Continue to speak to us, to us, uh, pour out your Holy Spirit, Spirit on all of us. Allow me to be your vessel. Use me as your instrument and in that everything I'm just about to say come from you and before the edification of your church. And for your glory. In your name we pray. Amen. So, uh, uh, a week ago I told Jay that I woke up at 3.30 in the morning, last Sunday morning, in a panic. And said, I have to preach, I have to preach, and I don't have anything to preach. And it was not my Sunday, it was his Sunday. And so I had a whole week to prepare. So, and I was, <laughs> yes, yay. And as I was preparing, I was, you know, this these, these passage, we have heard it so many times, right? So many times, every single Christmas Eve or Christmas morning, we hear, we hear it. And maybe we are kind of immune to it. We kind of feel like numb, right? Because we know it so well that it is nothing new that, that, that we can hear from it. But I hope that we can still hear it fresh and anew this morning, that we can let ourselves dive into what God may have to tell us today, because I had a, a whole lot of fun trying to find this new way, and, uh, and I think, I hope that uh, I bring these new, new eyes for you to see at this passage, because this message, I think, that changed how God sends messages from now on. So let me start. So sending messages from God or the divine, it, was, it is not a new thing, right? It is a, it, it was a a, a, a common thing. If you think about the Greco-Roman world, uh, there was a lot of divine 
communication, you know, the priests and the other people will communicate what the gods have to say. And if you think about Israel, you know, well, we have angels coming to talk to Abraham, to Jacob. Then we have the judges who speak in behalf of God and rule in behalf of God. Then we have uh, eventually the kings for a little while and then the prophets, right? So we always have a communication. There is nothing new about that. But what is new? Oh, I'm a little boomy here. But what is new is that where does God is sending the message and to whom? God is sending the message. Again, to where and to whom. So let us go to the where. So the where, uh, you know, usually the divine, again, in the Greco-Roman world, uh, will come, those divine messengers and messengers will come to big palaces and uh, will come to uh, high uh, places and temples. They usually are in these big cities, right? Think of Rome, think Ephesus, Corinth, Alexandria, Carthage, you know, and many other uh, cities that I'm forgetting. It was usually where, where everything happened, right? But this time, God is sending a message, a messenger, to this remote area in the, one of the corners of the Roman Empire, a dusty place, kind of a forgotten place. Nobody wants to be there. Even in the records, uh, Pontius Pilate hated to be there. He was kind of counting his, his days to go back to Rome. And nobody wanted to be there. So God sends this angel to Galilee. And not only to Galilee, but to a specific place. You know, he does not send it to Sepphoris, which is the capital of the region. It's a Roman uh, city. Send it to the Oscars, to this village, kind of. Uh, to this place called Nazareth. So that should give us a hint as the where. And to the whom? Well, usually the whom, the message that to the divine, again, the Greco-Roman world, if you are in a palace or you are in a, in a high place or in a temple, it will come to the emperors, right? To the kings or to a priest. Uh, it will come to, uh, you know, to a general that may be about to embark into a battle or is in the middle of a battle and receives this divine communication. Or in the Israel, it will come, again, as I said, uh, to these kind of, kind of well-off people. You know, if you think about Abraham, yes, he's kind of there alone, but he has some stay, he has some, he has his slaves, he has, he has some, some wealth, if you will. If you, if, if you think of Moses, he was uh, raised in, uh, in royalty, in nobility in Egypt. If you think of the uh, prophets, uh, usually they were part of the entourage of the, uh, of the king, part of the court, right? Uh, so they were the kind of the usual deliver, uh, those people who deliver or receive the message. But in this case, God is sending this messenger. God is sending this angel. And imagine, you know, coming down from heaven, flying by, and passes by Rome, and passes by Alexandria, passes by Carthage and Corinth and many other important cities, and keeps going, and then keeps going to Galilee, and does not land in Sepphoris. He lands in this little village called Nazareth. And does not go to a temple, does not go to a, maybe a rich house, it goes to a hut, to a really modest house. And goes into this house, and maybe have some 
animals in the front. Uh, maybe just one room fits everything. The kitchen is in the outside, kitchen, you know, kind of the stove or something there cooking. And as he enters, this angel enters, Gabriel enters, uh, he's not even asked to speak with the man of the house, right? The man of the household. He directs the message to a teenager, a young woman, a poor peasant young woman called Mary. And then not only that, that he... That the angel comes and visits her. But then he says, greetings, favored one. Don't be alarmed. Don't be scared. God is honoring you. Now think about that for a minute. The favored ones were those in power. Those who had a reason to be favored. To be fortunate. But now this humble person is the one who is Uh, honored and is the one who God is speaking directly and I wonder why 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 would God do this why why would in the world would God is doing this and that's why I'm saying that I think that this is kind of the beginning how God is now communicating to us and how he communicates and what I think is God is telling us through this story is you will find me in the most unexpected place you can ever imagine. And you will find me, you will hear a message from the most unexpected person you can ever imagine. Right? And I think that if you think about it, from now on, now we have Jesus, who you think that, well, he's going to be a mighty person, and he was indeed a mighty person, but he did not come with a chariot and an army, but he came with love and compassion. He did not enter Jerusalem in a, in a horse, he entered in a donkey. He conquered not by a sword, but by his death. And then on, the disciples were fishermen and women and with, of ill reputation, Paul, who harassed the church. Now through the ages, if you think about it, uh, people who are the least expected person, the least expected is the one who is given the message uh, from God. Think about Francis of Assisi. Think of Martin Luther King Jr., uh, Oscar Romero, on and on and on. We can go. Right? All right, so... Most unexpected place, the most unexpected person. How can we get there? How can we get there? How can we get there? And I think that the answer is also in the passage. So the angel delivers the message. It's a wonderful message. You are going to be the vessel. God is going to come, and the Spirit is going to overshadow you, and you're going to bear a son. You're going to be pregnant, and the son that you're going to bring to birth He's going to be called the son of the most high. Son, the creator of everything. He's going to be that. And what does Mary say? I can imagine, right? She can say two things, I, I, I thought. She could say, uh, you know, that's all good and great. Thank you for thinking of me, of all, play, of all people. But pass, you know. No, thank you. There's, there's another woman down the road. It's kind of the same, so just pass. Or... 
she could go outside onto the roads and say, hey, you people, did you hear there's an angel in my house? And God chose me, yeah, yeah. You hear right, God is going to use me, you. I'm going to teach you. God is, God and I are like this. Man, we are like this. She could have boasted or she could have passed. But instead of boasting, instead of saying anything like that, she says, I am the Lord's servant. Do you will on me? And in the Greek, the Lord's servant is doulos, which means slave. I'm the Lord's slave. Do as you please. So how do we get to those unexpected places? How do we get to hear those unexpected messages? Is by being humble. It is those messages, if you think about it, we're going to hear it tonight, that the messages do not come again to high places, to palaces, but comes to shepherds in the field. The, the, the Messiah, the, the Savior of the world, does not come again on a fancy place. It comes to a manger. How will we get there? We need to be humble. We need to be humble to get there. Today we light the last candle uh, of Advent, of love. Today uh, we will celebrate the love that God has given to us. Do, do we all remember uh, John 3.16? Come on. I only say it. Thank you. I only, I only kind of started in Spanish, so that won't mess you up. De tal manera amó Dios al mundo que ha mandado a su Hijo Dios unigénito para que todo aquel que en él cree no se pierda, mas tenga vida eterna. There you go. Hey. So we, we know that God has sent His Son to, to share his, his love, to share the God's love. And we light the candle. And we will experience it, we're experiencing that love right now. In this wonderful place, with these wonderful decorations, this wonderful music. And we will experience it tonight in the, this other, other worship that we will have. And we will experience it tomorrow and Christmas Day with our loved ones, with, with our children opening presents, with a, a phone call from a friend from a distance. We're going we're gonna to feel God's love. That, that is undeniable, right? That is undeniable. We're going to feel it because it's kind of obvious. But... If God is asking us to look into these unexpected places, if God is asking us to go a little bit deeper, if God is asking us to look on those corners that we have not seen before, maybe we need to see and look for that love in another place. Maybe that unexpected place is that forgiveness that is so hard to give. To those who have wronged you. Maybe that unexpected place is. Ask for forgiveness. For the things that we have done. To others. Maybe that unexpected place is. To actually be present. And not just only go through the motions. Right? We say hey hello how are you. But actually be there and celebrate. And feel God in our lives. Maybe that unexpected place is. Feel God anew. I don't know. But God is, if we are humble enough, if we can say, I am the Lord's servant, come and do your will on me, God is going to take us to that unexpected place. And God is going to deliver that unexpected message. 
So, church, the God, uh, God has sent the angel already. The holy family is traveling to Bethlehem. The star is moving. And soon we're going to receive an invitation. Well, actually, we have been asking or been receiving that invitation for the last four weeks in Advent. How are we going to arrive there? How, we, how are we going to arrive to that manger tonight? Are we going to uh, let God take us to that unexpected place and hear that unexpected message? Will, will, will we let God, God's love work anew in us? I pray their answer is, I'm the Lord's servant. Do whatever you need to do in me. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.